Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. Uh, we, you know, we've said last week we're inconsistent as fuck um, and that's just the way it is now. Uh, we've got, uh, today I'm, I'm I'm with Mr. Raj Baines, Seb's pulled another sickie. How you doing Raj? Yeah, I'm not too bad mate, yourself? Yeah, I'm good. And in his place, albeit a, uh, a week late, we have... We've got people from the same uh, social background. <laughs> everyone's everyone's favourite Evertonian, Simon Borley. All right, lads. Good evening, my friends. How the devil are you? Alive. That'll fucking do for now, I suppose, won't it? How was your shopping trip? Go and fuck off. I've been in Primark <laughs> before. I was with my daughter. She's fourteen. Get get the fuck. He what, spent a tenner. He now owns the shop. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing for four hours in in Primark, mate? Right. Do, you know, do you know when you've got, you, you know when you have kids, have you got kids, you've got kids? No, you know, I don't. Jackie, I don't. You, you know when you catch 14 and it wants to go to <laughs> the cat version of Primark? <laughs> Pet, what, pets, at, I don't know what it would be, pets at home Pet, or something. Yeah, Primark at home. Yeah, Pets Pet Jack, Jack, have you discovered the magic of pets at home yet? I haven't. I haven't. Ah, no, it's I, brilliant, I, right? I, it's, Argos is the closest I've been. No, to. no, no. Pets at home. It's like taking your bird to the zoo without paying the stupid money. Oh yeah, because they got rabbits and shit. Haven't oh, they? they got actual animals there. Yeah, yeah rabbits, yeah. guinea pigs, fish, uh, rats, shadows, reptiles, mice, reptiles. Um, uh, you can adopt animals that other people have kicked out and stuff. It's brilliant. But like when Madonna goes to Africa. <laughs> Isn't that where you found Bali in a cage at Pets at Home? <laughs> no, come on. I'm a nice guy on the slide. I rescued him from teenswear at Primark. <laughs> Seb was uh, scared of you, I think, when he met up with you early on in the season. Why was he scared of me? Just because I think cause, uh, he's such a small man and you're bigger than he is. All right. I took him on a lovely tour of Goodison around, showed him the sights and introduced him to a few of our friends. Um, no, he said he said uh, you couldn't have been any nicer. He was really happy to see all statues and stuff like that. You had a hug, didn't you, I think? Yeah, to give him a hug because he shit himself and said, don't pick me up, don't pick me up. Because he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he listened to the previous podcast. I don't think he realised how big I was going to be, to be fair. How long did you take him to Primark for? Uh, <laughs> after I fisted him behind the bank sheds, it was only half an hour because he was, couldn't walk. Oh, it's always uh, nice. We found our level. Yeah, the, yeah. I was going to say we, it don't take us long. Um, <laughs> We've gone. We're doing already. this back. We're doing this backwards, though, aren't we? Because we, we usually have you on before a game, but now we at least we get to laugh at you for having lost. Oh um, fucking hell! There we go. It's there nice to go. talk about a defeat after it's actually happened. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's very fucking unusual for us. Would, would you? I mean, would you? Can we just like the note on this? Would you rather we like took the piss or did a whole kind of patronising? Well done. I mean, not many teams score two goals at White Hart Lane. No, bollocks, it must be. That. Take the piss. Right. No, what oh, what I want to say is before before you start either approach, right? I just want to ask: oh. Are you guys like really really gutted because Arsenal fan TV is boss? And spurred on, and, and, and spurred on, spurred um, on. We, spurred on looks like what Will from the Inbetweeners would look like if he if split into I, two. I, th- I actually think the the Tottenham fans took so heavily against it. I think it's shut down now, hasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. It, well, because 
It was one. I mean, to be to give Arsenal fan TV its due, and I I hate I hate to give it any sort of credit, but to give it its due, it is a proper fan run thing. Whereas spurred on was always just it was just set up by a TV company trying to pretend like it was a load of fans, and you, you could you could tell that though it wasn't it wasn't authentic at all when you when you uh, saw they'd it. hired like comedians and stuff, aren't they, and try to do it a bit? Yeah, and like sort of dr- drama school kids to host it, and you know. They it's were just... called Reese and Barnaby. Well, That's where you normally find Barnaby. down the... Yeah, yeah there's, there's loads of Barnabys down the Tottenham High Road. <laughs> <laughs> I, can ju- I can just imagine it down outside. They go, oh, Barnaby's off again. He's kicking off with the Arsenal. Yeah. Barnaby, Have you guys got an... Barnaby, leave Tarpon alone. Leave Tarpon <laughs> alone and come over here with Wilson. Is there an Everton fan TV at all? Is, 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 there is, is it... yeah. We can, yeah, we can't take the piss because it's run by a ginger tramp and a cripple. So. <laughs> Have you never been on? No, no we've never been on. Funny enough, because I I had this theory that it was just it wasn't something that sort of northern clubs were going to get involved in because you don't really need to give us the excuse to sound off about something because. To get someone to stop after that would be, be... Oh, mate, to... Liverpool have got that... Oh, they've got that car crash one now, haven't they? Uh, you what, don't oh, count Liverpool as Northern, though, do you? Liverpool's its own little thing. He's he's the one that got really famous the same rent boy, didn't he, over and over <laughs> yeah, and over Ch- again. Chelsea rent boys. That was, uh, that was after Gerrard slipped, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah they, they, uh, they, uh, they charge for all their content now, so I haven't seen anything yeah, yeah. worth taking the piss out of. Charge for it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they 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 released an uh, they done a little press release. No, 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 no. Redman TV charge for everything. Toffee TV still pro- produced free stuff. Yeah, but they've they've gone onto that fucking Parentian thing, haven't they? Where yeah. you've got to subscribe. Like I, I I thought that was just an, an opt. So I thought Patreon isn't. It? I thought that was That's just true. a case of if you like. So like us doing this pod, if we set it up, we've already spoken about it, and that we're just not going to do that. But if we were to do Can it, you imagine case... cheek of asking people to fucking pay to listen. Well, to do this. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, that's pretty much what me and Sai said. Because it is. It's just. It's it's just people talking. And do yeah. you really want to pay to watch people talk? People it's do like though. Some of these guys get. Either. If like, we actually put effort into this, then yeah, I might think twice about it. But... <laughs> These are the conversations me and Jack have when nothing's been recorded, so it's, it's not special. Do, do, do you know what? I think that's why we get on so, so well, you know, it's because that's Martin's, Martin's size approach to podcasting for the past 11 years is... Ah, fuck it. Are you not doing it? Are you doing it again now? Not in your personal life, but I mean the podcast, no, do you? No, we, 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 we pretend that we're bothered for about three weeks every year, and then that's about it, really, let's say. So it's up really, there with yeah. your, your fantasy football teams as well, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the, the password to the podcast website now. You what is what? <laughs> <laughs> what happens more times a season? You lot record a podcast, or Ross Barkley has a good game. Oh. oh. Fuck off, cat. Oh. <laughs> tell you what. I tell you what. That I, Now, Deli Ali's a good footballer. He's, he's, not, it subject he's No, it, it ties in. He's not as good instinctively as Ross Barkley. He's good at thinking about things. And we know Ross Barkley's not good at thinking. Um, Do you think, but, I don't know. It's you, Roger, is it Seb? I think it's you. Like, we've spoken before about the fact we actually actually quite like Ross Barkley, though. I think yeah, if he was coached properly, you could make him into a player, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The thing, the thing that sets Ross Barkley apart from Dele Alli is he hasn't got the most slappable face in the world. Oh, fuck weird, man. I said that to me son yesterday. How much would you love to punch Dele Alli? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd never get bored of that. And it's not I reckon it's quite hard, though, you know? Nah, I think well, yeah, I reckon... Dele quite hard. Have you just said Dele Alli's quite hard? I reckon he is. I, I think I'm as hard as shit. <laughs> What do you reckon, Bane? Come on, you got to back me up here, Bane. You got. To... <laughs> I, know, I reckon. I reckon he's dirty. I reckon he'd be one to sort of scratch and poke at you. Put yeah, eyes, he'd, like spray, he'd scratch you. I reckon yeah, Jack's new cat harder than Deli Ali. It's really cute, in fairness, Jack's new um, cat. It, it is. Look at some pictures. It's it's absolutely tiny. It looks a bit like a joke when there's a picture of Jack <laughs> holding it because um, it is so small. Have you, have you ever seen that 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 famous that 
that gorilla that does all the sign language and stuff in that sanctuary in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all those pictures of her with her pet cat. There's pretty much... (laughs) (laughs) It's like pictures of me and the kitten at the moment. It's it's, it's It's that bit, yeah. Yeah. I think, Jack, were we bullying you on the literally the last time we spoke to these two about you not having proposed to Charlotte and like conveniently like a week before we speak to him again you've done it <laughs> I, th- I think it's the no the time before last <laughs> me because I go to the cinema all the time with Charlotte yeah the last time was yeah that I haven't proposed yet and now this time it's about my fucking kitten so right now do your have your listeners heard how me will beware that's all I say. <laughs> Have your listeners heard how you proposed? Uh, yeah, yeah, we told a story we last knew. time, yeah. Uh, can, you, can we have the abridged version so we can skip you? Uh, well, um, I took the day off work. She works about 10 minutes away from where we live. Uh, I told her to come home for lunch, and then I proposed and cooked her an oven pizza. You classy twat. (laughs) I was expecting a private jet to Paris. And I think she probably was. Um, (laughs) Wait, did the pizza have pineapple on it? No, no pineapple. I I didn't want to upset the Icelandics. (sighs) Didn't you bottle it in Paris, Jack? You've taken her to Paris and like Reykjavik. Within like mm-hmm. two weeks beforehand, so she she's probably thinking he's not done it on these two lovely sort of couples retreats we've had, but at home of a lunchtime with a oven pizza. That's what that was it, do. mate. This it was genuinely it was all part of the long con. That was my because uh... I wasn't going to do it. That I wasn't going to do it in Paris and have everyone being because everyone was saying straight away before we went, "You're going to do it, aren't you? You're going to do it." I was like, "Nah, not now." You said that you can. So yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> was that too early? Yeah. <laughs> um, Hang on, I've just been distracted. My daughter's just walked in. What you want? Saying so, hi. She's just saying hi. Say hello to everybody. Say hello, all you Spurs listeners. Yeah. Spurs. What's that, are you? Sat on my spare. Fuck's sake. You can tell I haven't done any sort of teaching with football with my daughter, can't you? No, you're only teaching about Everton. <laughs> Indoctrinated. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. So, so Jack, did was the ring expensive? Uh, you know, it was yeah, a little bit. Not, you know, how much is a bag of Haribo Mega Mix is? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you know the you know the eggs in the Haribo Mega Mix? They're not eggs; yeah. they're actual UFOs. What? So have it's not supposed the, to be an egg. Have a look on the have a look on the packet where it's got star mix on it. It's got a rocket on it, and the egg is a UFO. Well, to be honest, that does make sense because it's star mix. So yeah. why would there be an egg in it? Well, I've no fucking idea. Why would there be a ring in it? For oh, Saturn, lying, are you? Saturn. Oh mate, so, that's. But do you know, what? I take right. I'll, I'll take that one. The one I will not take though is. Have you seen the the the, the current meme doing arounds that people are saying the monster munch foot is actually a little monster standing up? Because that's yeah, bollocks. yeah, that's, that's totally bollocks. Shit, it's a claw. Yeah. It's a hand with claws on. Yeah, yeah not having that. I mean, I'm I'm much older than you, <laughs> so monster munch have been around. Monster munch used to be different than that. Though they used to be fucking well different than what they are now. Yeah, when this was all fields, Monster Munch was massive, weren't they? When the packets <laughs> yeah. were in black and white and mm. you used to get them in a chip packet. Yeah. In a, in a, in a newspaper that you was at like an 1898. And you just, you, you, just, rubbed, just rubbed it on a cow for the beef. I'll, I'll have a quarter of a Monster Munch, please. <laughs> <laughs> That would be two groats, please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your heckle for your change. <laughs> so one to the football, yeah. yeah. At least they're not selling popcorn at White Hart Lane. No, no, Tom, Dav- Tom Davis is good, lads. Oh mate, Tom, Tom Davis is sex. He's fucking. He, you know what? He's he's just he's just what he's just a scum's footballer. That that that's what we used to. That's what your stereotypical windy arbor Sunday league shocks down rough as fuck footballer. He's boss. I love him. Uh, he's decent. I can see why he would. No, he's. I hope we sign him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. 
yeah, 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 like Kevin Morales. Yeah, uh, did you see how hesitant he was with that site? Uh, yeah, he's good. I hope we sign him. I know. We'll say it too loud. Is he still he, playing for Kevin Morales? Yeah, he, he's, still, he's still getting paid by us. He's, uh, he's not, I wouldn't say he played. He came on on Saturday, on Sunday, yeah, didn't he? On Sunday, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, my my banter fell by the wayside there, lads. I'm not I'm not going to lie. That was supposed to be a you know. Oh uh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he plays us in the same way that Enna Valencia plays for us. He scored. Well, but I mean, we'd let him score. Like it would have been embarrassing had he not scored. Well, to be fair, mate, the, 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 can you don't you can't really skit anything about. I, we can't say anything about your defending for that goal because our defender for the fucking third goal. And the second goal. And the and second goal. goal. And the first goal. Mm. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> what? Where do you guys stand on the uh, old Harry Kane versus Romelu Lukaku debate? I mean, are you going to lie and say that you prefer Lukaku? Or are you going to be honest <laughs> with us and um, give us the correct answer? I I, I prefer um, I prefer Lukaku for his power, but I like that type of player. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But I'd I prefer him to have. Harry Kane's instincts in front of goal. The funny thing is, you know, they were saying on the uh, on the Squawker podcast earlier, and I sort of agree with this in that if you were if you were a, a, a manager sort of managing a team outside of the Premier League, you'd probably take Lukaku, mm. but a Premier League manager would probably take Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, th- I think <clears throat> that like Baldy said about the power, there was a, a couple of things. I mean, his goal, he he, he put Vertonghen on his ass by confusing him more than anything. Um, there was a little incident with Eric Dyer when Dyer tried to barge into him and basically bounced about nine foot off him. Um, and that's that's the kind of power you want. I want Lukaku to have Harry Kane's shooting boots from yeah. 25 yards yeah. um, and to try it more often. That that mm-hmm. finish was a good finish. I mean, he was given far too much room for, by Idrissa Ganagay, which I never thought I'd say about anyone. Um but he's fantastic. Me and Seb told you he was a good sign in the summer. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was, but he didn't half let Kane wander off. He did a bit, yeah. You know, I think you but you, you don't get, expect granted, him to be popping it in from there. You don't, but he's got he's got goal side. You think you know he has got a dig on him? Just put a hand on his shirt, take the yellow card. It's just a little nudge with the fucking hip. And the the biggest problem with it was it's just a guy that gave us cover in two positions because Gareth Bale was playing. Yeah. Do, yeah, do you know, I tell you, the, the one thing I, I'm not saying either of you lads have said this, but the, one of the, the main things I've disagreed with consistently in terms of like the whole Kane Lukaku comparison is that a, a lot of the kind of the, 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 the noise around it has all suggested that Harry Kane, you know, he's, he's, he's great at, you know, he's got this sort of predatory instinct. And he can score goals, but he doesn't really have much else to his game. He doesn't have much in the way of technique or awareness and all this kind of stuff, which I just think this is the sort of stuff that seems to follow Kane about, which isn't true. Like Kane is actually, he's not just a striker. The way in which he operates off the ball and outside the box is actually fucking brilliant. And that's that's what has set him apart from players like Mm. Soldado and even Janssen, who, Mm. who has just come and been... Absolutely shy for us. Um, I think with Kane, I think with Kane, as you as you say, you know, his awareness and his abilities not in question from my eyes. And I think Sion agree with me. He, he he gains more space with his brain. He's like Naismith. He'll have five yards. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You know what That's I mean a by that. Sign. Backhanded compliment. Yeah, he gains no. like Stephen Naismith. <laughs> for, for getting into space, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, Evertonians level almost exactly the same criticism at Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. They'll, they'll call him lazy. I mean, they'll say his first touch is the same as Jack the Ripper's. Um, you know, <laughs> first touch like Jimmy Shabble in Broadmoor. It's, it's just, oh, you know. Jesus Christ. So that, that gets levelled. And I think, I, I don't really understand what it is because Lukaku's on 18, Harry Kane's on 19 goals. Why can't we just enjoy that? Yeah. yeah, you know, you look at strikers of the past. Andy Gray at Everton never moved outside the, the width of the six-yard box. Gary um, Lineker, Gary Lineker, Tony Cotty, Asia Need. Yeah, none never of them seen the past the halfway line. Yeah, and and that's what we enjoy, but we enjoyed the fact that they scored goals. Um, 
you know, how much how much running do Jurgen Klinsmann ever do? So yeah, it's it's enjoy the goals run. that they give us. And yeah. it's uh, you know, I think the modern football fan expects too much out of too many players too soon. I think half the problem with Harry Kane as well, especially when you compare him with somebody like Lukaku, is that um, aesthetically um, people have a, <laughs> have a... No, I'm being serious. People have a sort of a, a presumption of how he is because he, he don't run the cleanest. He isn't the quickest. He does bumble about a bit. He speaks a bit silly. His face looks a bit dumb. Um, and people don't take him as seriously because he sort of he doesn't look like you know Alan Shearer looks. Is, he? is that no, to be known as the Jamie Vardy syndrome? Uh, well, no, because Jamie Vardy uh, looks like a little scally that you get from version of Harry Kane. Um, no, because he's he's got no meat on him. Harry Kane's at least he's he's built and he's taller. As a side mini me. I don't like prick Jamie yeah, I don't like the. Jamie Vardy comparison. <laughs> you can tell. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't sit right with me as a human being, does Jamie Vardy? Oh, you'll be uh, I'd, like, you... I'd like to go out for a bevy with him just to see how much he gets sparked in Liverpool. <laughs> oh, no, he'd be one of them that he'd say something and then he'd be the one to sort of step up but make sure his mates were in the way to oh, yeah, hold him yeah, back. Yeah. Standing yeah. behind oh, the table, throbbing stools. Yeah. I can't oh, wait to see. Is he from Liverpool, Vardy? Where's he from? from? Uh, Sheffield. No, Sheffield. He's Yorkshire, did he? Yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait to play this back when you sign him in the summer. <laughs> oh, fucking no, Arsenal dodged a bullet there, the bastards. Like, <laughs> they, they chucked about 30 mil at Leicester, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Did yeah, they? He turned them down. Yeah. yeah, he turned them down for a payday. He essentially yeah. sort of batted his eyelids at them to get a bigger contract again from Leicester uh, and ended up staying. Um, he did very well there, didn't he? I mean, staying if staying at Leicester's a good thing, then yeah, he did. But <laughs> it's, it's you know, there's well, there's there's, there's a trend for talking about it. setting your kids up for life at the moment, isn't there? So you know, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's done that. He, he did, did you watch really the well fight on Saturday? Yeah, did he? he? He made an incredible job of not being able to finish off a man on one leg. Yeah, he's done a broken hand. He still didn't finish off a man with one leg. Do you I mean, think was... a bit of that was 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 looking at him and thinking, if I, if I beat him up, I'm essentially beating up a disabled. And... I'm not sure. It was just I, I found it the whole thing was a bit of a farce, if we're being honest, because he's not a heavyweight boxer. No. And sort of David is sort of he, he was fighting on Dave a couple of months ago. He's not. Yeah. He's you know it's a joke, a literal joke. He put someone on his ass with a fucking range finding jab in um... on that Dave. Fight yeah. which I see in my arse all over. There was um, uh, there was that clip as well where he uh, Bellew went into touch gloves at the start of the round and he went yeah, to yeah. knock his head off. Yeah, it was just it was a comedy fight. Um, it was a spectacular miss, wasn't it? Oh mate, say you know how long I box for. Guess how much I see in my ass when he's on that. <laughs> I think I heard you. Uh, oh, I was fucking fuming when he's on that. I boxed for a few years, lads. All right. Um, and doing that, just even in a spa, just doing that is just not, it, it's not done. No, it's it's not cricket, is it? I mean, it, it, Bellew was doing like a nice thing of touching gloves and sort of doing it, and it was the cheapest shot possible. Fucking unbelievable. As I wanted to kick his fucking head in, never mind punching, as I wanted to get him in the corner and knee him in the face and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're, they're both. I'm, I'm glad Bellew's made his money. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not too sure about his insistence on letting us know that his family's set up for life. Now. Well, exactly. I mean, Do you know what I mean? It's just keep like, it I to yourself. That, I How much that, think I he earned from that Rocky film as well? He was in nah, Creed, didn't he? Not yeah, yeah. He won't have earned much from that. It wasn't a big box office hit, was it? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah it's all right. I mean, he's not great in it, but it's it's a decent film. Especially it's just the last few Rocky. It's just an updated version of Rocky One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, um, yeah. That's, I said after the fight when he was talking, I, I said to the bear, I, said to, I wish he'd shut up about money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just yeah, do it for the sport. Do it. Say say you wanted to fight him because you hated him, not because you wanted two point eight million quid. Their uh, <laughs> their best mate routine after it had finished was interesting as well because the, no, nobody's going to be wanting to fight David A now, and Bellew's nah. going to get his fights at cruiserweight. So if they do it again, how they're going to make 
it seem as if it's as attractive because they can't well, sell the fight in the same Tyson, way. Tyson Fury's coming out of retirement, and uh, have you Dillian seen the size White, of Tyson Fury? Dillian White called uh, Bellu out earlier. Has he? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! Have you seen the Have you seen the size of Tyson Fury though? Have you, yeah, the pictures he's that are released. He's a wardrobe he's... now. <laughs> <laughs> he's let himself go. He's um, he's another one that's sort of in the Jamie Vardy camp of sort of questionable human beings, to say the very least. I fully agree with you, there. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, questions. Questions. Well, there was wrong spot. Yeah, terrible questionable things. Did you get any questions off the tweet he sent out? No, yeah. they'll fucking ignore us now because no one listens anymore. <laughs> we just we literally just do this and talk. <laughs> Talk this sort of shite that we've done for the past 25 minutes now. Hang on, just let me check. The only people that listen two. anymore are Seb's mum and girlfriend. You got two. <laughs> two. You got two questions. One from a man, Badgal. I apologise if I've said that wrong. I'm Mark Lynch. What do, what do they say, Baller? You, you give us your best presenting voice and let us know. Give so us like a, a siller impression. Oh, fine. Fucking what? Die. <laughs> no. Want me to be silent because I'm rotten? Uh, anyway. Was <laughs> uh, she like a, a super Tory, wasn't she? Yes. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. No, 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 I one, never know that. No one cares about her in Liverpool. She, 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 come, she comes from literally across the road where I was born from. No one liked her. They've, they've put a plaque up. Um, round the back of my bed's work because the, the club where she worked with the Beatles was there. And I just think it's amazing that they've put a plaque up for a wool Tory who got fingered by four fellas in the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> they've even got a stand, they've got a statue of a standing in Cavan Walsh with her arms up where it looks like she's feeling balls. <laughs> the other so thing just, I want to, to ask you guys about popular, while, while we're not on, on, on any sort of football thing was, did you guys see the documentary the BBC put out on Purple Aki? No. <laughs> The BBC made a documentary about Purple Aki and put it on BBC. Fuck off. Yeah, genuinely. Oh. Where they went and actually interviewed people who'd it apparently gone to feel the muscles <laughs> off. <laughs> so, this is like Purple, Purple, Purple Aki when I was growing up in Leeds was like a a myth that like kids would tell you about on the playground as like a joke. And we didn't think it was a real thing. So when it actually like came up and it's the BBC reporting on it. Oh mate, Aki was a Aki was fucking legend. I mean, stuff of legends. He, he's a he's a fucking he was he was an Andy man. Like he used to be able to scrap or you see I, I was in the Royal Hospital one time and he walked in with a screwdriver stuck on his shoulder where he'd been attacked and just asked him to take it out. Um he walked into the, the gym I was using at the time, we were we were doing um what we were doing, and we ended up going into the weights room, and we were doing some weights. Now, uh, mate of mine at the time was, he was a big lad, I mean, proper big lad, and a very well stacked, we'll call him, and Aki came into the changes and said, how much can you squat? To which my mate replied, about as much power as I can put through your head through that locker. Um, so all four of us were, ended up fucking, um, yeah, that was an entertaining afternoon, that. But... <laughs> Aki was a, uh, Aki was a, uh, oh, yeah, everything you hear about Aki is more than likely true. Yeah, the, yeah, I remember because it was, um, I think it was actually called The Man Who Squeezes Muscles. It was called like, Searching for Purple Aki or something. Um, wow. It's only about 15 minutes long, but it was just one of those bizarre things. Okay? I thought this were sort of made up because he was a bodybuilder, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a bodybuilder yeah. in his youth, yeah. Big fella, I mean, he's a big fella. There's there's a bar there's a the the the, the nouveau trendy uh, street in Liverpool is called Lark Lane, and at the <laughs> bottom of Lark Lane there's a bar called Aki's. Yep. And the sign is purple. Yep. Uh, but he so, is sort of like a like a I don't know what to call him like a myth or a legend. It seems a, a bit he, much, but he's an urban legend. He, yeah. he is real. I mean, he, he, my lad seen him on the train coming home from Manchester. He was coming home from a rugby match and he, he was on the train. And uh, he sparred from all the rugby clubs in Liverpool. So, yeah. yeah. If anybody's never heard of him, just sort of Google Purple Aki in the. Uh... <laughs> what you fucking I'm, genu- I'm Googling him now. Never heard of him. Really? Wow. I, maybe it's just one of those things that you only it's hear about. Probably him. a northern thing, no, in it? Because I don't think he ever reached down south. 
He never got Good. sent away, did he? Didn't he? There was a manslaughter thing, I think. Yeah, he chased the kids onto the railway lines. Um, um, and, the, and the kid died. Oh, he looked scary. Um, <laughs> moving back to football law. So, um, shall, shall I ask these two questions that you've got on, on the Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Let me say that. So, uh, Aman Badyal, I do apologise if that's wrong. Uh, are the US sports style handshakes employed to prepare us for the NFL nights at the new stadium? I'm guessing that's aimed at space. Yeah, do you not remember when we scored the first goal that yes. uh, Elliot and uh, Harry Kane uh, mm. did the? What did you two make of the handshake? Did it sort of rub salt in the wound? It's just uh, something else that makes me want to punch Deli Ali really square in the <laughs> face. It's one of the highest forms of country, though, isn't it? It's... Was it not part of you that was like impressed of how well choreographed it was? No, I'm, I'm, I am quite impressed that Harry Kane managed to remember more than six steps. Because <laughs> um, I mean, you've got to look at Harry Kane and you've got to think, what did he forget to remember that? <laughs> can he not? Can he not tie his shoelaces off now? Is, is that the thing that left his memory so that he like can remember Homer. that? Actually, it shows out information as he gets new stuff. <laughs> Who must score goals? <laughs> as long as he remembers that I'm all right with him. Yeah. <laughs> Two rules of Hurricane, score goals and don't take corners and we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I think fucking Barkley shall follow the don't take corners rule as well. But, um, so, I mean, we've got another question from Mark Lynch. Uh, how much do Everton regret not getting to Soho? And then... <laughs> and up. then crucial yesterday. Um, <laughs> I think Mark may have been on the drugs. Yeah, I think he's taken a piss. Have, have, we, sp- have we spoken to you since deadline day? When we stole Moose's Sudoku off you. Yeah. Have, 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 I, have I told you the story that I was told about this? Oh, no, because what, what, what the reports were and what I'd sort of heard through the grapevine was that he was on his way to Everton, Ronald Koeman had stayed late, you'd had your bid accepted and whatnot, and Sasuko essentially ghosted you, turned off his phone, agent did the same, and they just turned up to Spurs. And first Everton heard of it, he'd taken his sort of medical at Spurs, and we'd ended up lumbered with him instead of you. <laughs> so, so I, we take no victory from this, by the way. We, we've lost here. But... <laughs> Several football it, like, clubs. Do, do you know what, lads? The thing is, like, we we generally on this pod, even if you know it doesn't look favourable. We'll always try and look, generally speaking, for the positives in yeah. any of the players yeah. aren't doing well. Yeah. Sissoko is shite. Like, he's yeah. just terrible. He does some Sissoko. good things. Like, if you give him a really clear field to run into, he'll do it absolutely brilliantly. He'll do it really quickly. <laughs> but he's got the first touch of a trampoline. Seb, Seb, <laughs> Seb put it... Seb put it brilliantly in that he said Musa Sissoko's second touch is always a tackle, yeah. which is one of the <laughs> one of my one of one of the best things I've ever heard. It's probably the best thing Seb's, Seb's ever said. Um, that pretty much sums him up. Funny so, enough, funny enough, I was I was going to say that people say that about Lukaku as well. I was going to say them exact words before. People always say Lukaku's second touch is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's, it's bizarre, but Sissoko's name was not mentioned at Goodison Park by any of the coaching staff, any of the scouting staff, any of the management team until deadline day when Newcastle rang up and said he was available. Mm. Um, 
Now, basically, I think what had happened is Newcastle had, had said, oh, well, he's going to go to Spurs, but we need to get more money for him. So they rang Everton and said, Musa Sissoko's available. Because <laughs> the, the sev- there's several people at football clubs that do the contracts for um, play- signing players. And one of the people said that around half past 10 in the morning, he was told, just get any old contract and put Musa Sissoko's name on it, just in case. Get one out of the draw. Um so the bid went in, which essentially meant that Spurs had to match it. So we did Newcastle a favour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think we had to look like we really wanted him just so it didn't look like we'd done Newcastle a favour. Hey, so did they only use one of the Raquel, uh, the Raquel May contracts that they keep in as well? No, we've got, we've got three Yarmolenko contracts. Yarmolenko, I mean, a Tipex Yarmolenko on, but uh, it's, it's It's a crazy business. But now... Yeah, we, we were quite glad. <laughs> but then we went and spent 30 million on Yannick Balassi. So. Has he gone Schalke, Schalke hasn't he, that Yarmolenko? Um, Has he? No, wasn't he? He's is still, it, still at Kiev. Sevilla. No, no, he left there. He's at Sevilla now, isn't he? Oh, oh no, that's not Yarmolenko. That's Conor Blyanka. That's the other one. Conor, yeah. No, Conor that's, another one from, that's another one from the book. <laughs> no, Yarmolenko's still in Kiev, yeah. I got a muddled yeah. up. Yeah, no, there's three contracts in the drawer, Everton with his name on it, because that's how close we got to signing Yamalenko. But uh, Musa, Musa Sissoko was basically a last minute shit. We've got money in the bank, let's spend it. Yeah, and and that was that really. So, have your new owners actually? Because I know you spent that money on um, on Balassi, but have the new sort of investors actually started putting money in is it have you noticed an improvement because uh the schneidlin deal's a good buy yeah schneidlin's yeah. good yeah we well, he's, he's cleared the debt by giving us an interest-free loan with no repayment date on it yeah um so there's no the, the club's got essentially no debt um he's you're gonna do up the stadium as well aren't you well, we're, we're, move we're gonna move, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna move. We're, we're, this... is it the one on the dock so they were saying that's that, the know, one so... yeah the bramley motor uh but the the area for North Liverpool is is the there's development requirements down there anyway, and the reports are the, from from the city council. The reports are there's a five hundred and uh, five fifty five billion pound worth of redevelopment area that they can use there, and that's including like retail, leisure, hotels, um, stuff like that, um, and. Our mayor, Joe Anderson, went, took a delegation over to Cannes, where the MMIP was, and everyone thought that the ground was going to get announced like because he went there. But that's every year. You go over, you send your, your city, your, your development, your architects, and all them over to this MMIP thing, wherever it may be. It, it changes each year its location. And you basically flog, sell off what, what you've got available, saying... Come here. We're bring, we're building a new cruise line terminal um on the same area as where the docks are. So if the ground goes um where they're saying on the on the Bramley Mall dock, the uh, cruise line terminal is gonna be almost next to it. So the first thing you'll see as you come into Liverpool off the, uh, out of the Mersey Bay is um basically Everton's football ground. So uh aiming for that is redevelopment and, and Putting the ground there is going to be a massive, massive bonus to Everton. There's there's been loads of discussion because I think your new stadium's been dragging on for as long as ours has. A lot, at least ours is actually in ground and starting to take shape now. Um, but I remember there was there was all that talk of it might have even been well Hicks and Gillette on Liverpool that they were going to build an entirely new ground on is it Stanley Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've well, ended up just building a new main stand, which <coughs> means that whenever you watch a game on TV, it looks like you're watching FIFA run around. On yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, with with the stadium and stuff, I mean, they're talking about lots of involvement with the fans. How much involvement did Spurs fans get with with the new ground? Ours is fairly good because we've got a, a very good and very active um, supporters trust. Yeah. Um, who have sort of is it is it biannual meetings with them, Jack? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, at but very they're, least. They're, they're, they're essentially they're, they're very active within the fan base and they listen to sort of concerns and 
Um, they take a load of shit from people constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, people it... accuse them that all they're, that all they're in it for is free biscuits and that. And you're like, these people have got jobs, and then they do all this shit on top of it to make yeah. sure that you know when stuff happens at the club, you're not sat there with your dick in your hand afterwards, going, "Wonder what's happened here." You know, the invaluable resource, but yeah, they've been really good. I mean, um, sort of the, the way the club have sold the design is is that it's gonna they're trying their best to replicate the atmosphere that's at White Hart Lane because it's so close and packed in. Mm-hmm. So the stands are gonna be like closer to the actual touchline than any comparative stadium of that size. And I think they were working with sort of people who work in opera arenas and that to make sure that the the roof held acoustics and there's going to be a a single tier stand of 17,000 at one end um, that they could turn into a safe stand in a, a section as well if legislation um, changes um, and the law allows us to. Um, so it's going to be sort of, you know, how the Dortmund wall is there, but yeah. even bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've been really good. I mean, there are exceptions to that i mean the the nfl is going to be playing two games a year there the the pitch slides out there'll be sort of concerts there your pop acts will be playing coldplay will do a gig there once a year probably now a lot of the focus um, as well has all been on the i, I think the, the corporates as well yeah yeah the, i mean that, that's, gimmicks. That, that's been quite disappointing i mean not not in respect to that 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 exists but it's the, the, the way the they've handled it though isn't it Exactly, the club have been so active in promoting all these kind of things that, to be honest, 90% of the fans are never going to get to experience ever because, you know, it's going to be 500 quid a ticket to go and, yeah, they've got this thing, the Tunnel Club, where it's yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the, the, the tunnel itself is going to have a two-way mirror or whatever, and you can sit in there and see a load of footballers play with their bollocks before they go out. And well, like, <laughs> You'd have to remodel your house 10 times yeah. to get like a foot in the door there as well. You've got to have people up against the window touching themselves, aren't you? But it's you know they do there's that sky lounge as well um, that there's that they're going to have as well. But me and Jack were talking about this not long ago, and it's as he says, it's not the fact that these things exist because the way football's going, the way these clubs make their money, it's sort of it's a trade off that you you sort of have to make, otherwise you have to give the game up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but it's the fact that they've they've been selling all this through like the official club account and like posting pictures on mm. their Instagram when that's sort of. Fans want to just see pictures of Harry Kane scoring a goal or training pictures. They don't mm. want that side of the game rubbed in their face. They could have, they could have sold it just as easily, quietly on the side to businesses. Exactly. You know, brought them in, showed them the pictures of what it's going to be like, sell yeah. them their ten-year <clears throat> sort of corporate sponsorship, and you know, put a, their name on their box or whatever, and say you get your your five-course dinner here for yeah. however many years you pay for it. Um, but it's the fact that they've sort of, it's just been so explicit that's been slightly strange. Um, mm. But it's just one of, as we say, it's one of those trade-offs. I mean, how do you guys sort of view um, White Hart Lane to the to the new ground? Does it make you sort of worried about how quickly Tottenham are going to grow? Are you sad to see another stadium go? Does it make you guys think about Goodison going? Because, um, you know, with the way Upton Park's gone and, uh, the fact that that's been levelled and they're playing in this retrofitted dome of shite, um, <laughs> you know, it makes you think twice about, you know, grass being green. Well, the fact that we've become so fucking unstoppable at White Hart Lane and now we're knocking <laughs> it down. <laughs> so that, that's that's the thing as well. I mean, I think the way that you've done it and building it so close, and well, basically on top of White Hart Lane is is really, really good. I think that's the first option that most supporters of any club would want is if we build a new stadium, it's got to be pretty much where the old one is. Um, and I think Arsenal did, you know, just up the road as well. The only thing I think that, that, that would bother me, I mean, obviously as an Evertonian, is if I was a Spurs fan and looking at the new ground, is it, it looks really similar to the Emirates. I mean, it's it's that general bowl shape. The, yeah, but it's uh, the it, sweeping nature of the roof as well. And you think the single tier at one end is going to be good. It looks uh, more like a steel toilet from the top than it does the Emirates. Because the Emirates has that, you know, like a prison toilet. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Um, well, the Emirates it, is exactly, it's an identikit of Benfica's, isn't it? Like yeah, they're yeah, ex- but, exactly yeah. the same stadium. 
They've got yeah. all that sort of um, white scaffolding and stuff, don't they, on top of theirs, which yeah. ours doesn't have. But it's the, just the same general shape because I think that's sort of what Talking people agree awesome on has been. Well, it is. I think. I think for for any new Everton stadium, I think I'd, most people wouldn't want it to be a bowl. No. Uh, most people want four distinct stands um, to be big, like the Cologne Stadium out there. Um, you know, it's nice and big. It's a it's a rectangle or one of the big American football stadiums that looks a bit industrial, that looks a bit different. Um, and obviously, you know, keeping the crowd close to the pitch, nice steep rakes on it. I think the the opera sort of comparison is because at the theatre, you have more seats in the front row than you have in the back row. Um, yeah. And the seats are, are tighter together so that you get all the atmosphere from the front and then the back kind of joins in and you get the... the the, the feeling from the front rows because that's where the stage can see and obviously that's where the pitch can pick up from. Yeah. I think Daniel Levy's actually might been micromanaging that as well um, mm. because he, he's been sort of, essentially the long game for him is that he can sell the club for a maximum yeah. profit. So he wants the best, he wants the place to be full. And he wants the fans to be happy with it so that he, he's got the best possible product to sell at the yeah. end of it. And I think but one that's, of the things I read was... That stands um, a businessman though, isn't it? That's what you want. And yeah, that, that's what I want as a fan. I want, I want Everton to be not, not not so much a product, but a part of a product that's massive. Do you go? Do you get what I mean? I mean, you you only call it a product, and that is because that's the language they'll use. I mean, it's yeah. completely yeah. different to us, but um, that's the way they'll they'll view the the club essentially as being a commodity. It's the thing I always compare it to is people who. Uh, buy a second house to do up, you know, a shitting for yeah. sort of 50 grand and try and flip it for double. Yeah. New bathroom in and that sort of a thing. But it's that on a larger scale, essentially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully that, that results in it. But I've just, um, I Googled what sort of the knock-ups of your new ground is, and it, it looks a bit like a bowl. I mean, it's on the Echo website, so I don't know how reliable it is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's called the Liverpool Echo for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think what they've done there is they've taken a generic stadium and put the Everton badge on it and then put it on Bramley Moor Dock. Um, the It'd be nice being it that close to the water, though, because um, sort of the riverside at Middlesbrough is nice to go to because it's sort yeah. of got that identity. Craven Cottage as well. Craven Cottage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's so many possibilities as well because it's an actual dock that we're going to be using. So that you, I, I don't want the club to fill the dock in. I want them to build a plinth over it so that, one of the one of the VIP you know things can be that you sail into the ground and you get off underneath and walk up some stairs into your corporate box and they can charge whatever. And the canal goes underneath it as well. The Leeds Liverpool canal goes yeah. right underneath it as well. So you know the teams could arrive by boat. It'd be brilliant. You can just imagine watching Real Madrid rowing across the Mersey to get to the ground. <laughs> Going past your house. So if anyone gets too pissed on a match day, then they'll end up in the canal. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's some selection, that, isn't it? <laughs> but is it, you'll you'll miss Goodison though, obviously, won't you? Because it, ah, it's sort of it's almost yeah. um, it's a it's got akin to White Hart Lane in the shape and the the mm. fact that you know your one of your stands essentially is almost identical to our shelf stand. Yeah, yeah. It's and it, it you know it'll it'll be the saddest day when we when we leave. Gunson Park, and it really will. As long as we're leaving for the right stadium, though, then that'll yeah. make it better. But if you know, as long as it's not a tacky leaving ceremony like um, the West Ham one, because you know we were talking about the uh, the supporters trust. One of the things I read in their um, minutes from the last one was that they were they were pushing the club to make sure they had appropriate arrangements in mind for the, the farewell to White Hart Lane because after you watch the black cabs and the sort of the fireworks and the tackiness of whatever the hell West Ham thought they were doing at Upton Park. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I quite like? It's just for the final whistle to go, grand old team to be played because we've won and then the lights go off. That's exactly what I want. That, perfect. Lights go off, fella standing in the centre circle with a torch. No, just no, just the floodlights go off. Leave the stand lights on. Let people stay as long as they want. Let people onto the pitch. Just let them do what they like. You know, yeah. take tents with you, whatever. But just not have any of that trotting out the World Cup and trotting out whatever else. Just you know, we finish playing here, and maybe, maybe 
have the big screens on with match footage from the previous 120 well, you just brought up my next subject for the fans for them anyway, side cheers for it. <laughs> you see, Borley's on the equivalent of the supporters trusted to the oh, fans right. forum um, that meet with the club every now and then. Uh, and he's, compla- he's, he's complaining about um, t- tickets being sold in the wrong seats next to me. And, <laughs> and now he's going to do the leaving ceremony for Goodison Park. <laughs> it's something to think about, though, genuinely. The last thing you want is for sort of, <laughs> you have tainted memories of your last game there. Yeah, no, yeah. no. And it, it's got, I think they've got to orchestrate it so it's against Liverpool and they've got to orchestrate it so we play a 9 not. One not nine formation, so that we just wallop them about fifty three ten. You know, is it not too much pressure though having them as your last game? Because if you know, in the darkest timeline, if somehow you lose on the last game to Liverpool at Goodison, do you not just want a banker? Just to... that, no, it'd just be a fucking standard day of playing Liverpool at Goodison, wouldn't it? To us, <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know. We we can always orchestrate it so people run on the pitch and, and distract them. Um, <laughs> do you reckon they'll let me back in the family enclosure for that? <laughs> what do you make of um of Kuman, um, by the way, Bali? Because I know you've you've taken a shine into Everton's past couple of managers. Has it been any different <laughs> with with Kuman in charge? Right, I can no, right. This is going to sound like I just hate every fucking Everton manager now. <laughs> I've had this conversation with Sai. Um, I like what he's doing, but he's not one of us. No, I was, I was about to say my one concern with him is that he's a career man, isn't he? He's yeah. looking for his next job already. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. he's so not he, one of us. And he was he was looking for his next job before he came here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I think it's because, I don't know, Sai will probably agree with me. We've had a lot of... We, we've had, being able to have a lot of contact with our previous two managers, you know what I mean? And uh, they, they were good with the fans. Now, Kerman shuts everyone out. Now, last, it was last Saturday, sorry, Saturday before, yeah, last Saturday, we, we, when we put the megaphones out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, got, um, we set up a little promotion to try and get the atmosphere going at Goodison because it's been shite. Um, I'd be, I've been bringing a megaphone to the match. Um, so if you Google megaphone man at Everton, it's me. Um, Not like that MLS Mel, is it? No, 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 no. No, no, it's just me. It's me standing by myself with a megaphone shouting at the Gladys Teeth, essentially. I'm Googling this now. Good, <laughs> good soon, megaphone man. Yeah, you'll see a nine-second video of me. So um, I've done that a few games ago. Uh, and then last Saturday against, uh, sorry, who was it? Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah. Come on, fuck that. I'll share that. We put... Um, we put... Uh, we filled the whole of the family enclosure with rolled up things called mega cones and free T-shirts. And I went in the Gladys Street with a megaphone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I've forgotten where I was going with this now. Cooman locks everyone out. Oh, yeah. I'm just Kuhn. seeing... I'm seeing footy accumulators taking the piss out of you at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate, yeah. They, they tried to take the piss out of me until I said it was me on Twitter and then everyone was like, oh, all right, boy, lads, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's just run by some virgin with a shit sense of humour, so, yeah. yeah. I'll just so, go um, on it now. Is that you in a green, in blue, blue jacket? Yeah, that's me. So, listen to it. So, we're... <laughs> so... We, I had to be there. We had to be there at like ten o'clock in the morning and be gone by one o'clock, because Cumin just just won't have anyone in the ground unless it's staff. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I think we've got used to the likes of Moyes and Martinez allowing us in and allowing us access. I, I, I think I should step in there and just say that it wasn't Moyes; it was Martinez that let people in. Moyes, Moyes didn't like humans. Um, <laughs> You still got more access to them, though. He was more accessible to fans, more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Cumin is there to do a job, and the job that he's there to do is further his career. And you know, if that if that takes Everton forward, fair enough. But the next manager we get in has to be someone who I don't want to say believes in the project because <laughs> shit. Um, it's got to be someone who wants to be Everton manager. 
Ball, if you were given the task of going out and recruiting, you get to pick your you get it's your choice and your choice alone. Who do you hire? Oh fuck! Um, I think he said Howard, Howard Kendall last time I asked you. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But well, I can't. I can't get him now, can I? Um, and you know what? I I wouldn't know. Right, right at this very minute, I wouldn't know. Uh, oh, fuck no, no. I've no idea. I haven't even because all I'm concerned. Did you have Arsene Wenger? No, Wenger. Uh, no. <laughs> no. What's 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 club? Do, do you know Arsene Wenger would probably get you in the top four? I reckon now. Oh, but he he do me head in doing his fucking coat up all the time and with that stupid fucking long book end face. Fucking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have a look at someone like Eddie Howe? Maybe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I answered that for me because he knows. Because <laughs> he essentially sort of the English Martinez at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I is, don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, do you know what? I genuinely don't know because I'd have to have a look. Uh, I spent... I, I'd, I'd, I'd take Di Matteo. Would you? Yeah. Roberto Di Matteo? Yeah. He's not a football manager. The one that won the uh, Champions League, the Europa League with the, Chelsea. The, Chel- the Chelsea players won the... Champions League Roberto and Di Matteo stood there and looked pretty as they managed themselves <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious about that as well he did chuff all I think he had one good stunt stint at West Brom yeah. he absolutely shat himself at Aston Villa yeah. um, he made an arse of himself at Schalke um, and he was at MK Dons as well which sort of gives you a measure of your man if you can yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go left field I've had a little think about it I'll go left field and say I probably love this but Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> uh, but a uh, boy, why don't you? Am I allowed to ask why you don't like him? I don't like him as a player. I didn't like him as a player. I didn't like him as a player at all. But um, since he's been put on the coaching staff and what he's doing with the lads and the kids and working alongside Unsworth and uh, Cumin, then he's sort of grown on me on that part. If that makes he, sense. Yeah, but but he's the original BBC man, isn't he? He's the Bibs Balls and Cones man. That's yeah. all he does is he puts yeah. the bibs, balls, and cones out. A bit out of and a Tim Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely Tim Sherwood and a different coloured yeah. vest. No, he's, 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 he's never, ever a manager. Duncan <laughs> oh, I was taking the piss. Ah, just, just don't even <laughs> say it as a joke. Imagine, it, imagine me turning up to Goodison as the manager. Imagine the fucking... Oh, no! No! It's, it's, just it's, as long as you don't try and rob his house, you'll be all right. Oh, like, fucking hell. Know, do you know what? If we're going to have Duncan Ferguson as manager, can we just have Paul Inters as assistant then? <laughs> That's how ridiculous that suggestion is, and people genuinely come out with this shit as well. I think and my, my favourite, my favourite part of Paul Inters' managerial career was that video. I think it was Soccer AM did it when they added the tennis ball being hit noises to some of his interviews. <laughs> he always looks left and right whenever he is talking. Try and find it. It's quite funny actually, but. <laughs> Do you know what? All right, go on. If we're if we're taking the piss now with Duncan Ferguson, I'm gonna go with my choice. Come on. Ian Holloway. Go fuck off, you. Just so you can do impressions of him. Fuck off. Do you know what? how funny would that be? Ian Holloway managing a top four club. He would be the most <laughs> imagine him doing the press conferences for the Champions League games. Have you actually have you heard the story about um why was he did that interview? Do you remember the one time he he had an interview about they'd, they'd fluke to win somewhere? I think it was at yeah. QPR, and he was on about taking home a lass who's not the best oh, looking yeah, at the end. Yeah, of the yeah day, take a lass yeah, home. Yeah. Apparently, he only said that because there were stories and rumblings. The press wanted to ask him about one of his players. I can't remember who it was that was sort of struggling off the field with like alcoholism, alcoholism or something. Yeah, so right. there was like a, a mini sort of um, scandal brewing in the background. So he thought, I've got to say something here to distract them. Yeah. And sort of, right. if I make a big enough ass out of myself, they won't ask about what they want to ask about. Oh, yeah. And I'll make myself the story. So, I, you know, I always thought he was an ass. He is an ass as well, because the start of the season, Sky had him as their championship expert, and he said Huddersfield will get relegated <laughs> on the door of the Premier League. <laughs> so, he can, See, David Wagner would be a fantastic manager at Everton, by the way. If you want a good manager, <laughs> you get Jurgen Klopp's best mate in, and he's a better manager than Klopp is. Um, no association, <laughs> thanks, folks, because I'm fucking... No, no, not a chance. See, the, the thing, Holloway there has taken a leaf out of Mourinho's book, hasn't he? 
when when Ashley Cole was was the subject of everything, and Mourinho just sat there and went, "I'm the chosen one. I'm the special one," <laughs> and just made the story all about him. So you know, I think Holloway Holloway's got a little bit of the Mourinho in him. Um, I think like, that's very kind. Just while you was just while you was chatting shit about fucking stupid managers, Ian Holloway for fuck's sake, um, Mister Gaz, who's <laughs> um, one of your Spurs guys who follows us on Twitter. Uh, what's going on in the What's going on these days in Liverpool middle? I think this is a good note to uh, to end on. Do you want to fill us in, Barley, with you? Has there been any any other no, scraps no, in the door you've had? No, I, I didn't have a scrap. Sarah's so, so there. So I will testify that I didn't actually hit anyone. No, you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Me and your brother had to go outside and make sure he wasn't waiting for you. You shit <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, For those who didn't know, I got approached by a guy in the middle and I still didn't know who he was. And then when I said no, he said, good, fucking keep it that way. <laughs> uh, this guy was about five foot three and bald. I'm 67. What was Sam doing in Liverpool? <laughs> no, he was, he was way older than Sam. Hey, leave Sam alone. He's a good looking lad. Did you, did you take a shine to him? <laughs> Only his cardigan that he has on. <laughs> he gets angry when we talk about him when he's not on, when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Gee, got a, actually, it's the great card he's wearing in his profile pic. <laughs> that's what that's what. When I, I like that cardigan. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to tag in some of the pictures when he first, because uh, you know he used to be the the Premier League owl, did mm. step, and then he uh, he unmasked himself and he he put his face up on his little avi, and then I I started uh, a, a, a basically. No, what you should do is I've collated them all in one place. If you go on oh, the Will the Roost Twitter account and just go onto our profile, click onto it. And then have a look on where it says likes. We've liked twenty things in our entire existence, and they're all um, essentially photoshops of Seb. There's like three different Donald Trumps. There's one of him. He once said that he wanted to sell Hung Min Son. So somebody's done one of Son shooting him in Vietnam. Um, there's one of him, Thierry Henry, and Sol Campbell holding dildos. I like the Reggie Baines is having a party. Yeah. What the fuck is the Donald someone? <laughs> Looks like the shittest fate swap in the world. <laughs> we should have just looked at these pictures. Fucking hell. Sorry, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Where's Paul Hollywood? Yeah, the Paul Hollywood one's good. He's a dirty <laughs> boy. The one. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Purple dildos with Thierry. <laughs> this, the, we 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 put him in um the the, the Spurs <laughs> fan the table. He's got purple from the Amazonians outside French farm. <laughs> There's that spurred on one that someone made um because he wrote that piece, didn't he? Saying mm. that fan TV channels were a disgrace, so somebody put him in that. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he... <laughs> I've just got to the ball on he was one. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, man. I put me bun in your oven. Have you, have you seen that um, that photo of Paul Hollywood like for a cooking um, book or something? He's got where he's sprinkling out flour in the most flamboyant manner you can ever oh, wish to see. They're fucking quality, them boys. Yeah, we, the Paul Hollywood one's killing me. I can't look at that no more. <laughs> <laughs> He, he he does almost everything in a flamboyant style, doesn't he? He even yeah, does yeah. The, the the tattoo reveal a la Duncan Ferguson in a bit of a camp way. <laughs> he, I've I've got Google images up of Paul Hollywood now, and for some reason there's a ginger beard on it. Um, yeah, he's got a skateboard in one of them. Who? Paul Hollywood. Oh, the one where he's got the hoodie in the skate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a real like, hey kids, isn't it? He looks I'm like Jeremy cool. Corbyn. Have you seen the one with the fucking with the Black Forest Castle? Yeah, I've just tweeted you on now, which is my personal favourite. It, it's the one that um, looks like he's about to have a big Saturday night. <laughs> superb, superb, right? 
We'll retweet that one and no one will know why until they listen to the podcast. It's gone, I've done it. Oh, no, I've done it off mine, not yours. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Right, lads, just to just to get your prediction before the end, are Spurs gonna win the league? <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought you were gonna ask for a, a score for next season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. uh, the the answer is yes. And this prediction for next season because it'll be at Wembley, won't it? Oh, oh yeah, fuck. we'll lose. Then we're gonna win five now. Oh, is that the first time you've played at the new Wembley? No. <laughs> It'll be the one, two, three, fourth, fifth. Have you got to a couple of, yeah. oh, you've got yeah, to fifth. cup semis a few times, haven't you? Yeah, so it'll be the fifth. Have you won, have you lost there as many times as we have then, basically? I don't uh, think no. anyone's lost there as many times as we have, no. Jack. We, I think we, well, we've lost three out of four, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And we won the other one on penalties, so that wasn't even a win. Have we only, I think when we've won like two games there ever. Why am I still looking at pictures of Paul fucking Hollywood? <laughs> what Cocky I want you to do, <laughs> Bolly, is to get you send your plain flour out of your kitchen cupboard and recreate all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, say you know what we're doing next week, no? Yeah. Yep, <laughs> Please do it. Please do it and tweet it to us. <laughs> you've got to have the same grin on your face as you've chucking flour about the shop. Yeah, I've actually got that shirt as well. <laughs> yeah, like your shirt's going to go anywhere near me. Sounds. Right. <laughs> right, let's kill this shite then. Um, thanks for coming on, lads. No worries, boys. Always appreciate We've actually talked fuck all about football today really but that's always the best way to, yeah. to do it with wine so who cares um and if you do want to listen to any of the previous episodes do so on acast or itunes and follow us at rtr underscore pod because we tweet pictures of Seb. Any more fucking bored, <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm a bit pissed actually background uh, right. Back on having your evening whiskies. No, I've been on the red wine actually. I've stopped recording. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.